welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Friends Podcast. My name is Liv, host of the Long Distance Friends Podcast, aka the LDF. All right. I have a list of things that I want to talk about. One, last weekend was my birthday weekend. It was super fun. I went to a football game. I know I mentioned that previously. Um, and here's here's the fun thing about college football games, right? So the stadium, thankfully, served alcohol. Like not, I mean, I would have been fine without it, but it. I had a couple drinks, right? So leaving the stadium, I was walking out with the group of people that I went with, and I saw a man that I recognized, like genuinely. This guy was like tall, fancy hair, suit, and he's like walk he walked past us and then he like went behind a barricade and I looked at him and I was like, "Oh my god." And he acknowledged it. Like he was like, "Yeah." Cuz I looked at him and I was like, "JoJo's husband." And he was like, "That's me. I am JoJo's husband." And if you don't know who I'm talking about, um Joel Fletcher circa what was it 2017 2018 was the bachelorette and on her season of the bachelorette Aaron Rodgers's brother Jordan Rodgers was a contestant and proposed to Miss Joelle and they got married recently um but seeing him in public and being like I know your wife your wife is I literally I need you to know that I'm a little tipsy. I'm sitting here in the cold screaming at this man, JoJo's husband. I love your wife. I loved your, like her season of The Bachelorette. It was great. Like she was really like the last one I really watched. Like I love her. She's phenomenal. Like please congratulate her of just like being a good human. And he was like, thank you. And the people I was with were like, one, how did you like, just like, that's him. And I was like, honestly, I, my brain is just so full of reality TV knowledge. Almost exclusively. I am just full of reality TV, you know? But so I, I posted a photo and I comment, I ta- like, I captioned the photo, you know, thank you to Nick Saban and JoJo's husband for the win. And of course I tagged him. I was like, it's funny. Old boy liked it. And guess who else liked it? His wife. So Jojo, I want you to know that I love you. I appreciated your season. I think you are a beautiful human being from the inside out. Um, And like, congratulations to your husband for marrying you. Cause like, Genuinely, I think this is the year of the woman. Like we had Barbie, we have Taylor Swift putting Travis Kelsey on the map, we have Jojo Fletcher putting her husband Jordan Rogers on the map. Like, who would these men be without their women? Genuinely. So there's that. And that was fun. I also want to talk about there's this guy on YouTube that, like, low-key, I want to reach out to him and like get him on here. But his handle or like his YouTube channel is Dad How Do I? And I first found it from like a Tumblr. Hi, buddy. I first found it from like a Tumblr 
blog post where someone was like, hey, like if you ever don't know how to do something, like check out this guy's Instagram because he does videos where he's like, hi guys, like dad here. Uh, That's so loud. Thank you so much. Um, Sorry, I have a cat scratching the chair. That's so sweet. Can you hear it? We'll find out. Um, What are you doing? Do you want to come up and say hello? Okay. Come here. No? Okay. Well, I guess not. Um, But he makes these videos where he, like, shows you how to do things that, like, you don't know how to know. You don't know how to do these things until someone shows you. So, like, I had to, like, fix something in my toilet a couple years ago because it was, like, running. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So I just checked out this guy's YouTube channel. And there we go. He has videos on, like, how to snake a drain, how to bake a pie, like, just a bunch of random things. And it's really comforting um, and really pleasant. So if you ever need to know how to do something, check out the dad how do I guy on YouTube. I made notes today, right? Like, I, I had notes that I wanted to talk about. So I was, after my birthday... Um, I had someone over from the night before until the morning after. So like the entire day of my birthday, I was with people and like by the end of the day, I was pooped. Right. But like, you know, I, I talked to a guy friend about this where I was like, you know, the following day I'm sitting here and like, I don't want to say I'm, I'm like depressed, but like, I'm feeling, you know, I was diagnosed with depression when I was 12 and I've pretty much every year on my birthday had like an intensifying feeling of like almost grief. And I was talking to a guy friend about it and I was like, you know, the like birthday sadness. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, what? Because when I talk to my female friends about it, they're like, oh yeah, like, I don't know what it is, but like my birthday just, I always feel a little like depressed almost. And I don't know if it's like a grief of like, oh, I'm getting older and like goodbye to these younger versions of myself or what. Um, But it, it was hitting me really hard this year. And I reached out to a girlfriend to kind of talk it through where I was like, you know, I think there's part of me that feels scared because I had such a detailed plan of like where I would be right now. And I'm not there. Like I am, but I'm not, you know, I, I wanted certain things to be in existence in my life at that time that are not. And how am I, how do I find a way to just be okay that that's not it right now, that that's not part of my plan right now. And like, maybe it'll never be. Maybe it will. Maybe I just have to wait two days. Maybe I have to wait three years. Like, I don't know. But I do feel this, like, frustration with this fear of the unknown, you know? And it it's, it's a hard place to be because, like, how beautiful and great is it that, like, I get to constantly be surprised by my life and I get to experience things that I've never thought that I would do. But also, it's scary, You know, it's scary to look at my life and say, you know, the plan was this and it has not happened. And 
what if it never does? What if I built my identity around desires that will never come true, you know? And that's a spooky place to be. And I'm only 24. So like literally, ew, shut the fuck up, get over yourself. Like I know, I know. I know exactly what you're thinking. But it's something that happens. Um, And I decided that I was going to combat the birthday sads um, with something, you know, I was like, I, I need to do something, right? Uh, so I bought a Christmas tree and I decorated said Christmas tree. And like, I went to Walmart, I got a $39 plastic tree. I got a box of ornaments and a thing of tinsel and went to the Dollar Tree and got some like little glitter sprigs to add to it. And I think I spent $50, $60 on this trait. Like I I did not invest crazy into this, but it was so nice. Cause like, you know, the past couple of years, like it, it's the holidays have been weird. You know, I only went home for Christmas once during college, um, maybe twice. I only no, oh, I only think I went home once. And then when I got out of college, I only went home for Christmas because I was dating someone in my head seriously and was like had the discussion with them of like, do you want to meet my family? Like, should we do you want to come with me down to my parents for the holidays? And they did, so we did. And then last year, I didn't celebrate any holidays. You know, and and that was something too that I've had to kind of look at of like, am I feeling grief? Because like last year I was physically and mentally in a place where I did not have certain safeties to celebrate things. Um, last year for my birthday, I went to work and I didn't tell anyone it was my birthday. Um, people found out by the end of the day and were like, why didn't you say anything? And I was like, it just like doesn't feel like celebrating. Um And then I went home and I sat on the couch by myself and I went to bed at eight o'clock. You know, I grieved a lot last year, you know, Thanksgiving, I was at work, you know, like I went to work in the morning and then I came home and I was like, this is just my life. And the year before that, like I didn't have to work that day. And I was again, dating someone. So I was like, Hey, like neither of us are able to go home for this holiday. So like, I will, I had a reason to make it special. Um, And then, you know, looking at the following year and being like, it was just me alone in my apartment with my cats and love them. But like, it was really depressing and it was really tough and it was really sad. And I don't think that I was in a place where like, I would openly admit it, but I was like, I feel so much grief because I know that I'm not supposed to be alone. I know that like, I'm supposed to live a life with another person. And, you know, when you're a kid, these holidays are magical because you're with your family and you're like, you know, my mom was making things special. My dad was making things special. They were going out of their way to make these times beautiful for us. You know, we were all together and it was great because, you know, my grandparents came over and then my aunt and uncle came over and my siblings were there and my parents were there. And it was like, we were all together. 
And I don't think that I realized that like, that's what was so fun and important about it until it was like, Hey, I'm completely alone. And it's, it's a spooky place today. I I know this episode is coming out the week of Thanksgiving and I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing for Thanksgiving this year. You know, like my one tradition is like, I want to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but like, I fucking love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like that is my one, that is my one request of the holiday. It's the one thing I look forward to every year because like as a kid, we had Thanksgiving at our house. So it was like if the parade was on, I didn't get asked to do anything until the parade was over. So I was like, my ass is sitting right in front of this TV. I am watching this fucking parade until it is done. And then I will be asked to help with the dinner um, and with cleaning and with chores. So like my happy ass is sitting right here. Because otherwise, it was like, either get to work or watch the parade. And I was like, copy that, cowboys. And so, like, that's that's my one, you know, tradition that I have that I'm able to still be a part of. But, like, I think about Christmas last year where, like, I I have an older – I have two older sisters, um, both of which are married and have their own families, right? You know, there's this concept of, like, your family is your family until you start your own. And as the single older one, it's fucking frustrating to be like, I don't want to reach out to my parents and be like, hey, like, what what do I do for the holidays? Like, do I come home or do I not? And like, if I come home, like, I was the single one at Christmas for fucking ages where like of the older cousins, I have consistently been the one that is just like solo at the kids table and it's frustrating and like don't get me wrong I love the younger cousins I love my brothers but like shit there was a year that my younger brother had a partner and I was solo and I was like this is bullshit this is the fucking worst especially when like my friends are celebrating holidays with partners my you know siblings have partners and I'm literally being demoted to like not an adult because I don't have someone And now I'm alone and I don't have the energy to drive 18 to 20 hours for two days with my family. And I also don't want to be like, hey, come up here because, well, that displaces them. And like they have a younger child that like should be celebrating Christmas in their home. Like it's frustrating. But like last year I spent Christmas morning sitting on a recliner, FaceTiming my parents so that I could watch my brother open his Christmas presents. And I mean, it was a little depressing, you know, of like, cause once I was over, I just hung up and like sat for hours. I was like, okay, I'm just going to mindlessly scroll through TikTok and watch the lives of other people because like, I don't have anything going on in mine, you know? And Thank God for, I had um, a woman that I used to work with. I worked on Christmas Eve night and she also was working that night and was like, hey, like, what are your plans for tomorrow? And I was like, might watch some Christmas movies and just kind of hang out around the house. And she was like, you don't have anyone for the holidays. And I was like, I'll probably call my family, but like, it's fine. And like, I'm really grateful for her because she was like, that's not like how I'm not going to let you spend the holidays like that and invited me 
to have Christmas dinner with her family. And I am so thankful to her for that because I was like, I, like, I didn't realize how hard it would hit me until I did the day. Cause you know, in advance you're like, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't care. It's just another day. And then it happens and you realize that the only way that you have a connection to your friends or your family is through a FaceTime call because you're 700 miles away from them and realize, what am I doing? Why am I sitting here on a day that is known for being a time to bring people together and to celebrate the connections that we have with our friends and our family and I'm alone. And it was really brutal. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful that she had the foresight of like, you need to be somewhere. But now, you know, this year is different and it's weird. You know, uh, it, it is weird. And I, I wonder too, like, okay, so I've, I've brought someone home. You know, I, I did that thing. I've brought someone home before. And I think about it all the time of like, one, again, as a kid, I only saw myself doing these things once of like, <laughs> like in my head, you know, I was going to have a high school sweetheart and it was going to be like fun teenage romance, right? And then I was going to go off to college and I was going to find the person that I would grow with and spend my life with and that I would, you know, do the things with. And that would be the person who like, you know, I, I bring home to meet my family and and it's the whole big deal. And that was not the, the plan for me. You know, like the guy that I dated in college, I was, we were together for like three years and the only, like, he met my family once. Now, mind you, like, they'd call me and he'd be in the car with me. He'd talk to them. But, like, I never met this guy's family. And when I graduated from college, my family came up and they were like, we'd like to meet this guy. Like, this person has been in your life since you started college. And, like, we've never met him. And I was like, I don't want you guys to meet him. Like, no. And then he was like, wait, like. Because at first he was like, I don't really want to meet your family. And I was like, all right, like, perfect. And then he was like, what the fuck do you mean by that? And I was like, I mean, like, you, like, he he and I had had the discussion where we were like, when I leave, like, we're done. You know, like, you're not coming with me. And I'm like, I have a lot of, like, care for you. But, like, I think we're done. You know, like, it was good while we were together. But, like. This chapter is kind of over and like both of us are looking at the last five pages going, yeah, that's fair. But the minute that I was like, no, I don't want you to meet my family. He was like, well, now I want to meet your family. And I was like, I'm that's going to like that's going to make me anxious. You know, it's going to make me so fucking anxious. And like, welcome. welcome to the, I didn't plan for this to be the meet the parents episode, but welcome to the meet the parents episode. I'm just going to tell you about the people, the two people that have met my family. Um. And yeah, we had dinner together and that was it. And then my parents were in town for like a couple other days and they were like, hey, does he want to like do this with us? And I was like, he's drunk at a bar with his friends right now. So probably not. Uh, like, I don't know how to break this to you, but like we had dinner with him and then he went out with his friends 
I didn't even go out. Um, so there was that. Um, and it just, it was always funny to me that I was like, I don't want you to meet my family. He was like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, now I want to meet them. I was like, okay. And then, you know, that ended. But then that following Christmas, I brought someone home because I thought it was going somewhere. Um, like the biggest catfish of all time. Like they didn't catfish me as a person, but they definitely catfished me with their intentions. Cause like, I know that my family's a lot, you know, but like that, that was something that was supposed to be exciting. And like it was, did we end up having like a full on fight on the drive back? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hardcore. We drove down together. It was me, him and my cat. And again, it's, it's like an 18 hour drive. So I drove, I was like, get in the car at 3am. You can sleep the first couple hours. But like when I do a road trip, I like to leave way early in the morning. It, it's like my favorite thing with a road trip. And maybe I'm a fucking psychopath for it, but I like to leave at like 3am. I did it in college too. Cause I was like, Hey, listen, like that gives me a good, like four or five hours before people are like really on the road. So I can make a, like, I can get going because I know that I'm like, it's going to be dark when I get there every fucking time. It's going to be dark when I get there. And I just want to avoid as much traffic as I can. This guy was like, like, you are fucking ridiculous. And I was like, I'm not like genuinely like you will trust me it'll happen like you'll it'll be worth it and we drove down on christmas eve christmas eve i woke up at 3 a.m i told him get in the fucking car i picked him up and we drove down to my family's at like 9 a.m we hit like the atlanta area and he woke up and was like i'm awake now and i was like fantastic i we're in atlanta and he was like what like we're already in Atlanta. And I was like, yeah, because we left at 3 a.m. So we could fucking get going. And I made a wrong turn and I always make a wrong turn. And of course, it usually is in the Atlanta area, which is the worst place to make a wrong turn on a road trip. And he was like, you're fucking stupid. And I was like, I'm not. But like, I always factor in extra time because like, I always make a wrong turn. Every fucking time I make a wrong turn. Um, but when I go on a road trip, I have like a method to it of like, if I'm driving, like I, I want to start my drive with a Dunkin' Donuts. And if I can't start it with a Dunkin' Donuts, guess what? I'm going to drive until Dunkin' opens. And then I'm going to get myself an iced coffee and maybe like a little egg snack wrap and maybe a nice tea too, if I'm feeling crazy. But like, I like to have a Dunkin'. I want a pink and orange straw in my mouth while I am driving. Okay. I love Dunkin' Donuts, especially on a road trip. Okay. It is my ritual. When I was in college, I would drive home by myself and it was a 12 hour drive. I was getting Dunkin' Donuts before I left the town. Right. I was like, okay, I'm leaving for my family's house. Oh, pull up into the Dunkin' Donuts, get my little order and get going. And then around lunchtime, I'm going to stop and get some Chick-fil-A. And when I get Chick-fil-A, I am just getting like 30 nuggets to be snacking on while I'm driving. And so I was like, that's that's my thing. So I did have to stop and get gas pretty early on into that trip. So I did get my Dunkin' and he was like, CP boy. And I was like, that's fine. Got me some Dunkin'. What was it? So it was like 9 a.m. when we got to Atlanta. And Atlanta has like some of the like kitschy 
uh, Chick-fil-A's. So I was like, let's stop at one of them. Like if I'm going on a road trip, like I want to see as much as I can. Uh, so we stopped there and I think we got into like a little tiff and I was like, you're cranky because you just woke up. In retrospect, it was not because he had just woken up. But that's besides the point. Um, and then like while we drove down, like I had never done that drive with someone else. And I was like, one, it feels like it's been three days because we are just nonstop talking. But like, wow, this is so much nicer to be like, hey, one, I like long drives because I have ADHD and it gives me time to transition into the headspace of like, okay, I'm going to here now. You know, I am constantly driving because I'm like, you know, if I'm going to the gym or I'm going to work out, like, okay, I'm driving there and I get to change my headspace to like, okay, I'm, I'm getting shit done. And so driving, like having a long transition period for like seeing my family, I'm, I'm prepping myself. I'm prepping this person for like, hey, okay, so like what is – what is the holiday going to look like? You know, and being like, well, Christmas Eve is usually Gigi and Poppy's house. Christmas Day is usually my parents' house. You know, the day after is usually my other grandma's house. And like, here's how it's it's kind of chopped up. And I'm thinking we do this on this date and this on this date. And I made hotel reservations for here, 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 and here. And here's how this is going to work. And like, here's how these family members are. Here's how that family member is. And it was fun to like not do it alone you know? Um, and we went down and did the whole thing. My grandparents, I guess, were not aware that I was coming down. So I was like, Hey, like, let's stop by their Christmas Eve. And they were like, we really had nothing planned for you. So awkward. Um, and that's a dynamic that like, as I've gotten older, my relationship with, uh, my, my stepmom's parents, they've always been like incredibly influential and incredibly prevalent in my life. But like when I went away to college, it just honestly like mid high school, it, it changed dramatically and I'm aware of why, but like, it, it doesn't mean that the inner six-year-old girl who, you know, grew up with them doesn't hurt the way that she does because like they were the people I was closest to. Like you know, I joke of like, you know, you've got people that are like daddy's girls, mama's girls. And I'm like, I was a grandparent's girl. Like genuinely my grandparents were my people and like they, they still are, um, but it, it's just so different. And I was like really excited for them to like meet the people in my life. And, you know, he was charismatic and they loved that. Like not only was I home, but that like they got to have, you know, access to my life because they don't, you know, I live really far away and I don't come home that often. And when I do, it's, it's not for very long. Um, so it was nice. And then, you know, getting to celebrate a Christmas day that I think that was the last time that I'd ever experienced a Christmas in the format that was as similar to what I grew up with. Um, as it was. And I think I'm able to look back at it and like realize where the grief was there of like my sister had had her daughter, um, a couple, like a month or two prior. Um, so she and her husband were like, we're not going to really like be there the way that we were, you know, the previous year, because like we have a kid now and like it's different and all that. 
in the previous year, we didn't have Christmas there, you know? And it makes me sad because I know that like my younger brother, that's the last time that he will get to experience. I'm going to fucking cry. Uh, it It's the last time that he got to have a Christmas like with his family. And I think that's what really fucks me up with being one of the older siblings is that like he's 10 years younger than me. Um, and as much as it like hurts for me to be like, oh, I'm, I'm spending Christmas entirely alone. He's spending Christmas as an only child that he isn't. Um, like the format is that he's the only one left. Um, and like that fucks me up because like I do I do feel really bad for him because it was like my older sister went away to college and then I left for college and my one younger brother, um, like at high school. And so he just, he was working and he wasn't around and he would go to his dad's and he started spending more time with his dad's cause he was older. And in the span of like a year, he went from having at least two siblings in the house to really having none. Um, and I think about him a lot and I think about that Christmas where it was like, you know, I had someone home where like, yeah, he's, he's 10 years younger than me. Like he doesn't want to hang out with me, but like when I bring a guy home, he's like, I mean, how excited he was and that he had a guy that was older that he could be like, let me show you all the things that I'm playing with and doing. And like his excitement that year about like the person that I brought home was really fun. And like, that's what I was looking for. And I think like, it's sad for me to be like, you know, I wouldn't introduce someone to like my younger brother, unless I was feeling really confident that like this person is going to be around because then I also have to like explain to him that like, Hey, you're never going to see this person again when this is someone that like, he's now grown attached to and would send me text messages and be like, Hey, can you ask him this? Can you show him this thing that I'm doing? Because like for him, he was like, Oh my God, like a new friend, like fun. And I don't think people think of that. Like when you're introducing someone to your family, like you are introducing them to your entire family. And then if they like this person and it doesn't work out, they're also losing that person. And especially knowing that it's like for a sibling of mine that went from having a lot of people to not having a lot of people like it fucks me up it really fucking does sorry I just I I got so off track and so emotional but like I think the end of my birthday signals to me that the holidays are about to happen and I look back at the holidays as a kid and I do feel grief that like when are they gonna feel like that again you know, when am I going to feel excited because I get to celebrate and have traditions that I get to do with people, you know, because right now I don't have any. I don't have traditions besides, you know, the remnants of my childhood. And I don't know, it just it it's it's tough. You know, it's not about the meal. It's about the experience of like you know, you, you get to dress up and, and take the family photos and 
everyone's together and my family would watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation every year after the Thanksgiving meal and then people would go home. But like we had hours of time together and if it was cool outside, we'd pull out the fire pit and we'd light a fire and everybody would sit outside by the fire and talk. And, you know, as an adult, I'm able to look at, I'm able to see a lot more how like the magic of these times was the effort that was put in by my adults and how lovely it was that I got to have those experiences. And then it is one heartbreaking because like you realize like, God, I didn't appreciate it enough. But then also sitting there and being like, I don't think I'll ever have it again. And like, you know, I'll, I'll have it, but it'll be different. But like, hey, these these are the lonely years. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear anyone say, you know, these are the best years of your life because like, not really like, yeah, in, in some ways, but in a lot of other ways, these are hard and I'm sad and I'm lonely and it's not always that I'm lonely, but yeah, I feel fucking alone, you know? And it, it's, it's tough. It It's tough to realize that you're alone when you are. Um, and then it's also tough to like, look at, you know, Hey, we're all spread out. And I'm like, I don't want to text my family. Like, Hey, do do you guys want to like meet somewhere? Like, what, what do we want to do? Like, I feel like I'm texting a guy who I'm supposed to be playing hard to get with where like, I don't want to have to initiate things in, in my life. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to be the initiator. I want to sit back and kind of relax and and feel the comfort that like other people have taken care of it. But I realize that it's my responsibility that like, if I want something or if I want to experience something, I have to instigate it. But like, I don't want to do that with my family to be like, Hey, like Christmas is coming up. Like what, what are your guys's plans? What are you guys planning on doing for Thanksgiving? And then being like, Hey, I know that it's kind of far, but do we meet in the middle? Do we displace everybody? Thank you for coming to my emotional talk. Um, and you know what? I want to wrap up with something. A couple years ago, I was working at a place and I am still friends with a person from there. And he, I'm so grateful for him. Um, he's absolutely hilarious and is so kind and has always been so supportive of me. Um and like I, I genuinely like in my soul feel such appreciation for him um, because when I was really struggling at work, you know, I could go and like talk to him and and not feel mentally as heavy. Um, and I know that he listens to this and I want to call him out because he said that he doesn't get anything from it and it's not value add. And guess what? I don't fucking care. Okay. You don't see me anymore. And this is as close as I can fucking get. All right. So we're going to U-turn from emotional and we're going to be like, Hey, if you're not getting anything out of this, dig deeper. All right. Maybe I'm just here to entertain you. Maybe I'm just here so that somebody else can listen to this and go, yes, I feel the same way. Or they can go, I don't feel that way. And you're wrong. And guess what? Valid, super fucking valid, babes. But for my my good, good friend, you know who you are because you said that this is not value add. And guess what? This is value add. All right. I love you. I miss you. 
Put it, put, say, say it to my face, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just here to entertain, all right? Sorry this isn't a goat video, but I'm here to entertain, all right? I'm, I'm here to entertain, educate, and provide a community of people that are like, I am struggling. This is fucking hard. The holidays are tough until you have the people and the support to make them not tough. And guess what? Right now I'm in, I'm in the tough, lonely years. And I know it won't be like this forever. I know that every time that I have felt this way, it has ended. And that's something that I had to remind myself this week. And these are going to be my parting words, my friends, but like every time you feel a heaviness and a hardness, like being able to look at it and say, I have felt this way before and I survived. I have felt this anxiety. I have felt this grief. I have felt this loneliness. And not only have I survived, but I've I've felt better. This always happens right before the good part. Like genuinely look at your life and go, look at the big good moments. There was struggling before that. And if there wasn't, you would not have appreciated it. Okay? Like climbing a mountain is hard. Climbing a mountain is difficult. Okay. It's supposed to be painful. It's supposed to be hard work because guess what? Then when you get to the top, it's not just like, oh, pretty. Okay. Clouds. It is. I worked hard for this and God, is it beautiful. When you work hard, things feel bigger and better. So like, I'm going to take this moment of loneliness and I'm going to revel in it because it's going to get better. And I have faith in that. And I have faith that like my life is, is bigger than it is feeling in this minuscule moment in the grand scheme of things and yours is too so like take these moments and be able to reflect on them and go listen the last time I felt like this I didn't feel like it a couple weeks later I didn't feel like that a couple months later but I am going to respect the feeling when I have it and I'm going to feel it because if I don't feel it one I can't move on from it And two, I can't appreciate when it's over. So feel it in the moment and appreciate it when it's over. And you're not alone. Like if if somebody is listening to this and they are saying, I feel that exactly, you're not alone. And like, my God, does it suck? And does my heart go out for you? But like, I get it. And it gets better. And those are my parting words of friends. It it, it does get better. It's going to suck, but it gets better. All right. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Um... Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Long D Friends Pod. Email us at longdfriendspod at gmail.com. Find, find me on TikTok. Um, I don't know what else. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Listen, like, subscribe, share with a friend, okay? Like, genuinely, all right? Also, I want to shout out, uh, today we hit 200 streams, which – I understand probably doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, that's a pat on the back and it's a huge accomplishment. So thank you to everybody who has made that happen. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you. This is great. Um, Okay. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. If you have that one family member that makes you want to, you know, do the silly, goofy goodbyes, um, go in a closet and scream. Or tell them off. Start the drama, actually. Um, you know, I haven't spent Thanksgiving with a family in a while. But say the thing that's going to start the fight. See what happens. Just make sure that you've already put together your to-go box so you can grab it when you leave. All right? 
I love you. Have a good Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.